is Courage and Valor Extra. I'm your host, Dave Homewood. Recently I caught up with Kay Delatour, who is not only the daughter of Eric Delatour, a veteran of the Italian campaign, but she's also an artist who lives for most of the year in Italy, quite near to Casino. Um, basically, I live um, about a 20-minute drive out of Casino, um, a little town called Roccasecca, which is where the Kiwis were, and um, got there quite by accident, really, because in 2004 we couldn't get accommodation in Casino, so we ended up staying in Roccasecca. And um, I liked it so much I kept on going back. <laughs> went back with Dad and we spent a month there. Then I went back to have an exhibition in Casino in the museum there. And then after that decided that I would like to relocate. And just by virtue of the fact that you are so close to all that history, it becomes a part of your life. Um, when Dad and I were there in October 2004, we went for a walk in the Malfour Gorge every day and um, said hello to anyone who spoke spoke English. And apparently we had passed a, a lady who just assumed we were British because we were... And a lot of the civilians in wartime, if you spoke English, they assumed you were British. Um, it's only the ones that were settled for a while that they knew the difference. And... Uh, then she was speaking to her neighbour the day after we left and he said, no, we were New Zealanders. And she was so upset that she'd missed us. And then I went back and rented, when I had an exhibition in Casino in 2005, I rented an apartment and I did the same trek and uh, also did my shopping locally. And I met this little lady in the street and she stopped me and asked if I was English. And so in my very um, practiced Italian, I said, no, I'm not English. I'm a New Zealander, but I only speak English. And at that, she threw her arms around me, my groceries, just about knocked me over, pulled me into her house, plied me with coffee, and spoke at me <laughs> in rapid Italian. Well, I managed to communicate where I was staying. And from that day onwards, Every time she went to Mass, which was at least three times a week, she would come past my apartment and bring me food. And that was her way of repaying the New Zealanders for their their contribution. And then after that, I, I did buy an apartment in a, another village, just a little more part of Rokaseka. And... Once it was known that I was there and there were a few newspaper articles and things, people kept arriving at my doorstep wanting to tell me the stories of the New Zealanders and what, you know, how kind they'd been. And on one occasion, I was actually taken into the Melfa Gorge and shown um, by a, a farmer where he had been saved by a New Zealand um, soldier. He had been in the mountains on one side of the, the river and all he was wearing was trousers and he had his pockets full of chestnuts and that was the food for his family and he was trying to get back to them. And he was found by the Germans and stripped of his chestnuts and sort of escaped with his life but not a lot, you know, nothing else. And he um, met a New Zealand soldier and 
of course, at that point there was a lot of um, firepower coming over from the Leary Valley across into the into the gorge. And so this soldier, New Zealand soldier, put him under a big rock. And this man took me to the place and showed me the rock, said, this is where the New Zealand soldier put me. And th at this point the Germans had bombed the bridges. And so he said, stay there till dark, and when it's dark I'll come back and get you and take you across the river, and then you can go home to Rokaseka. And he said he spent the whole of that day desperately hoping that that soldier was going to be safe and come back and get him. And sure enough, when it was dark, he put him on his shoulders and carried him across the river, set him on his journey back to find his way home to his family. And, you know, it's really important to the civilians. They, they want to tell these stories, very much so. Wow, that's pretty neat. Yeah. I had another experience because I, I decided to do, try and do something. Um, and I organised an exhibition called Legato. Um, I started in 2010. And it does get a bit of publicity in the papers and things. And one day I was approached by a family who came in with a special request and some exciting information actually. Their, um, the, the father, it was the daughter and um, grandchildren that came to see me because the father was unwell at the time, he had been a teenager and when the civilians were evacuated from Casino, um, he had opted like other friends of mine as well, had opted to um, sort of dodge the Germans and get back and stay at home. And he would hover around their camps and then when they were out fighting, he'd duck in and get some food. And, um, but he kept a diary and he wrote down all the losses and what he was seeing. And um, the New Zealand soldiers found him and took his diary and because of the information in the diary they thought he was a spy so they held him for about four days questioning him and he said okay to prove I'm not a spy I'll tell you what's happening and at this point there was the um, the big gun that was in the um, well it was actually behind the Continental Hotel or in the Continental Hotel which was right in against the base of, of Monte Cassino and um, our guys were seeing the effects of this, but they couldn't pinpoint where it was coming from. They hadn't been able to get it. And he said to them, it's actually on wheels, and at a certain time every night, they take it up this particular road. He pointed out where the road was, and he said they fire it from a different position along that road every night. And so they watched, and sure enough, that was what was happening, so they let this guy go. But... Um, the family had come to ask me to help them find the diary. Now, I've tried Wairu, I've tried various places, and no trace of the diary, but you know, if anybody knew of that particular diary, it probably ended up in, maybe in the British archives or somewhere. But um, that was a really interesting experience. And to get that, that information, which you don't come across in your reading, and to get it from the family of the man himself, it was pretty special. Yeah, absolutely. You've done some really neat artworks as well that sort of... Uh, Thank you. ...reflect the, um, the, what the Kiwis did there and, and the special 
sort of relationship between the two countries and just tell me tell me about the inspiration and the art that you've been doing it kind of happened a little bit by accident because when I was there with dad in 2004 I'd actually just finished my master of fine arts and so because I didn't speak Italian at that point but we were there for quite a while I had taken photos of my work and as a result of that I was invited to have an exhibition in 2005 in Casino and I came back home and I had no idea what to paint and I thought I can't actually paint scenes of the war because I wasn't there it's not my memory it didn't feel right and so I took a long time to decide and eventually I bought a set of canvases that were slightly tombstone you know they were longer and narrow and I built up works which were just layers and layers and layers because I'm hearing stories and reading stories and it's very much um, filtered history and so I, I superimposed from my photographs and sketches and superimposed one thing on top of another and built up layers so that when you looked at any of those um, you only got that sense of time and what might have happened but I wasn't telling a story because I was so sure it wasn't my story to tell but then when I decided to try and do something towards peace really to make something come of this I painted more artworks that um, people could relate to Prior to that, the museum, which unfortunately is now, we lost our premises and so we no longer have that museum, they'd asked me to do one to fill a particular wall. So I painted the ruins um, of a town. It turned out there wasn't actually a casino that I painted. It was one in, in the Liri Valley, though, Ponte Corvo. And um, that one was 1.8 metres high and 3.3 metres long, and that was an oil on canvas. That's the biggest serious work I've ever done. Plus, I did another one, which was half that size, so 1.8 by 1.8. And that one, I painted at, at their request, the Campanile, the bell tower of the church. Now, if you go to Casino now, and go to what used to be the heart of Casino, there is the most ugly 1970 modern design church, and all around it is a car park. Prior to the war, um, Casino was more up the hill, up what, what we call Castle Hill, Rocky Yanola. So it was a little bit down on the flat. The railway station was sort of out on its own. There was a funicular up to the abbey, and that was taken out by a German plane accidentally. Um, but Casino itself went up the hill a bit towards Rocky Yanola. And the centre of it was this beautiful medieval church, and there were palm trees around it, and you know, beautiful piazza. That was the heart of Casino. And so I painted from a photo of that, the destruction of that. And that's probably more significant than the larger work, to be honest. And then from then I I did paint a few things from, from photographs, um, but interpreting them, putting a metaphorical layer on top of that. Okay. Mm. And you also showed people around, key reason. Yes, people kept finding me, <laughs> and I like to do that because um, when I first moved there, um, my historian friends 
didn't have very much English, and so they would. I quickly learned how much they understood, and they would take me out with them when they were guiding, and I would translate the tourists' English into basic English for them and sort of rephrase things and work things to make sure that everyone understood one another. So I learned a huge amount. And then there was one day I was going in to use, because I didn't have internet at Rokaseka, I was going in to use the internet in casino, and the friend who was taking me in was booked to guide a group of Americans, but there was another busload, and I'm, I don't remember where they were from, but he, one had changed days, so he was double booked for the one day. And we're halfway towards casino, and he said, you can do it. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> he said, you can go with the American group, you can guide them. And he said, they're going to um, San Pietro and Fine, they're going, you know, listed all these people. So I'm writing furiously in the car, and then I get into the museum, and I go around, and I look up everything, and fill my head with everything that's relevant to the Americans and then when the bus arrives outside the museum we hop onto the bus and he tells them how lucky they are to have the daughter of a New Zealand veteran as their own personal guide <laughs> and I bluffed my way through that day. Um, uh, going to San Pietro was a good thing to do and a lot of New Zealanders don't do that. It's actually right at the sort of through the gap um, before you get to the Leary Valley, but at San Pietro and Fine, which is where um, the Americans, particularly the um, Texas Division, I think, had huge losses, and the John Huston film, which I'm sure you know, um, was was there. The civilians, when they did come back, decided their losses were so great that they wouldn't actually rebuild, and so they built the new town down at the base of the valley and the whole of the old destroyed San Pietro and Fine has been left as a peace monument um, and that's now been developed and which I'm a little bit sad about because it was kind of nice before but they have got a little museum and a big park area and if you go there and go up into this park even if you don't go through the guided parts there is a sort of a plaque and it's got the names of all the mountains etched into it so you can stand there and get yourself lined up and and from there you can actually see through to the abbey through the gap into the abbey as well and the New Zealanders were involved there as well so it's it's a good place to start a Battle of Casino tour. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. Yeah my life is a little bit busy. Um, yeah. I, I try to keep the Facebook page for Monte Casino um, foundation going. I kind of accidentally ended up being the chairman of that group, which is a London-based group. That is a, a fairly inter interesting thing. Um, I kind of got involved in the peace work through a British veteran named Douglas Lyne, who was in the artillery. Um, he and Joseph Klein, the German veteran, um, who you see in the New Zealand documentary from the 50th commemorations, he's interviewed quite extensively there. Joseph Klein, I know, is Yorp. Um, Yorp and Douglas set up the Monte Cassino Foundation in 
in um, one for the Allies and one for the Germans, to work together for peace because they are very firm in their belief that peace is not just the absence of war and that the reconciliation had to be ongoing. Now, I found that that was really hit home to me when I called for New Zealand artists to exhibit in Italy and somebody told me about a German artist living in Auckland who would have liked to contribute but felt she couldn't because she was German. So I contacted her and I said, you're the very reason, that response is the very reason this kind of thing has to happen. Because, and what I've found in my experience there, working with that group, Europe unfortunately, we lost Europe last year or the year before, and the person who is the president for the Germans doesn't speak English, so when I communicate with him it's through an Italian interpreter, so I have to speak Italian and he has to have that Italian turned into German, so our communication's not as good as it was with Jörp, who became a personal friend. But um, there, there have been examples of the history being retold, and so it's, it's quite important that I do go and attend these things um, to hear what is being said, and that message of re reconciliation is now being reaffirmed by the Abbey, um, by virtually every ceremony you have in, in Italy does have a lot of priests involved in it and they are constantly reaffirming that reconciliation thing because of what's been happening in Europe and the fact that Europe's not stable and we have seen little groups arising that are perhaps not um, Certainly not. Yeah, just there's just a change in mood sometimes. Yeah. So that that work really is quite important. Um, so yes, my my work with Douglas Lyne um, is what led me to start the exhibition for peace and commemoration. Um, he invited me to London to stay while well, he schooled me up in how to think bigger, <laughs> and uh, that was very interesting. And uh, yes, it's it's a difficult one because the 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 burden of guilt is actually carried by the German women of my generation, and they're doing a lot of work for peace. Um, they they say our fathers committed these atrocities and our mothers did nothing about it, but in the last few years I've actually seen some big changes in what's being said and written in a positive sense and that if you go to the German cemetery at Cairo which is a like a, a suburb of casino out towards the hill there um, in in the information center they actually acknowledge that in that cemetery will be buried some of the perpetrators of some of these actions and they remind us that um, you know we we do need to forgive and be reconciled, where in the past there would have been denial of those events. So I think certainly with the work of um, the, the Stiftung, which is another one working with youth, there's a lot of good things happening. Um, twice a year we meet up with we link up the Italian, Polish and German university students 
we can't get the British involved because it hits mostly hits their exam time. Otherwise, we'd have them with us as well. So, lots of interesting things. Yeah, and um, just one last thing, just tell us um, where people can look up your website and find out more. Um, the name of the exhibition is Legato, but the blog for that um, is simply um, New Zealand Casino Exhibition at blogspot.com and my art website, which is rather out of date, um, is uh, kscott-artist, I think. <laughs> yes, <laughs> at um, yeah, www.kscott-artist.com. Right, okay, thanks. Thank you very much.